As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Andrew, hit us with that Sift Spoil theme song for the week. Some pirates stand in the water, mm. afraid to step onto the land. Yeah. And Jack Sparrow's drunk, and Barbosa's Karina's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you've started like giving the big spoilers in the song itself. Yeah. That always makes that always makes me happy. Well, welcome to the Sif Spoil. We're going to Sif Spoil uh, mostly pirates. I don't know that we really have much to spoil with Baywatch. It's just so cookie cutter you can't spoil anything. <laughs> yeah, there's really not a lot to go into there. We may touch on it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we do like to have the Sif Spoil theme song be different every week, so at least something will be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, if you have not A seen the movies we're talking about, or B, listened to the podcast, the podcast popper, the podcast popper, <laughs> the podcast proper, that where we talk about, podcast the, <laughs> where we <laughs> talk about these, uh, these reviews, make sure you do that first. Um, we're going to be jumping all over the place. We're not going to assume that you haven't seen the movie, so we're not going to fill in the blanks. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you've, you've seen it also because we don't want to spoil it for you. So we're also not going to go back and touch on things we already touched, you know, kind of touched on in the actual review in the podcast. So this is an addendum, as it were, <laughs> an addendum. Uh, what do you want to addendum? Anything about Baywatch before we get into pirates? Um, no, that I can think of. Not really. No, there's really nothing, is there? No, I mean, I mean, the main plot is so basic. You know, it's just a very basic villain who is selling drugs on their beach and. They do you go after that, the villain. Do you think that in Baywatch they didn't want to try? She blown up by a firework. It? Yeah, she was blown into pieces by a firework. Yeah. Do you think that they didn't want to be their own original thing, and because it felt like just an extended episode of Baywatch? I at parts it did, but at parts it was you know they went with a more cheesy, goofy you know kind of thing than Baywatch was. Yeah. You know, obviously Baywatch Baywatch wasn't like goofy raunchy humor like that no but yeah. i mean like a basic premise for every single episode like this, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. premise itself felt very like just a, a regular episode yeah and you know there was the two cameos there was the pam anderson and the uh the, the hassle off neither of which were all that interesting no 
I mean, Hasselhoff was, it was funny how they were both Mitch. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got a good chuckle of that. I will say this. The best part of Baywatch is the unique names that Dwayne The Rock Johnson keeps coming up for Zac Efron. (laughs) Just those little names, like those jabs he keeps throwing at him. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite part of the movie. They were all so funny. My favorite of those was High School Musical. Yeah, that was the best one. That one actually, that was, I think, the only time I laughed out loud hard. Yeah. Um, I, this movie, this movie, since we can't get into details about the raunchiness of the humor, <gasps> this movie spends, what, 10 minutes just yeah. on a penis joke, just because a penis is on screen and yeah. he has to look around a penis for something. It's like, that's not, I mean, you know, maybe it's funny for a split second, but. Somebody threw up in my theater. During that scene? No, uh, <laughs> during the uh, during the the drain the dripping fat scene. Somebody threw oh, up. Somebody nice. in the back row threw up. Oh, at least you weren't sitting in front of them. No, I was near the front row. Oh, so <sighs> yeah, they threw up. That's n- that's no good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this can wrap it up for Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we obviously had all the important stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about pirates. Um, so here are the three main stories as I see it that I think should have been narrowed down to one. Okay. All right. Our main villain is Captain Salazar. Salazar, which is Javier Bardem. He's actually a British... Um, Spaniard. Sp- I'm sorry, Spanish uh, captain trying to capture pirates who Jack, when he's very young, tricks into going into the Devil's Triangle, and so they are all like cursed to be in there. That's the one story, because that's a story between Salazar and Jack. Well, here's the thing. That story almost feels, even though he's supposed to be the central villain, it feels like the least important story of the three of them yeah. to me. Uh, the other two stories are two new characters, both yeah. looking for their fathers. One whose father turns out to be Barbosa. Uh, that's the girl. Yeah. And the other whose father is Orlando Bloom, who's cursed and under the sea. Right? Yeah. That, Henry and Karina. And, and that Orlando Bloom thing also feels completely unnecessary like it's if that were the central story and there were themes to go along with their relationship and if orlando bloom was in the movie more you know kind of through flashbacks or different things just the beginning and just the end yeah literally three minutes of screen time if that yeah i feel like the only story that was serviced halfway well was the girl in barbosa yeah that was the one i connected to if i connected to any of the three of them if you cut out henry's character the movie doesn't change yeah but how sad is that that the main quote unquote villain is, you know, we talked about it in the in the podcast review, it's just almost unnecessary. Yeah. It's really strange. But uh how would you I here's what they should have done. How could they have found a way to make make Salazar central to her and Barbosa's story? You know what I mean? Like make him a villain of their story. What if he was the keeper of the trident? Right, something, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, where yeah. you know, where everything is focused in on one story with yeah. some really cool themes, you know, that kind of push us through and give us the momentum. But there was just so much going on. I'm just spitballing an idea here. What if he has the trident and the trident is the only thing keeping him and his crew alive and uh, they're not trapped in the Devil's Triangle. This entire time they've been searching for Jack and uh, his entire goal until before he dies is to kill Jack. And uh, if they get the trident, they will... You know, break all the curses, and uh, I don't know how that would help with her and Barbos. It just doesn't work. 
Yeah. Like I said, I was just spitballing an idea, but uh, it didn't lead anywhere. But if you could figure out a way, yeah, (laughs) if you could figure out a way to make something like that work, I think you have a better movie. But as it is, you just didn't know where you were. You were supposed to invest your emotional energy. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I found the 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 other big spoiler with the Barbosa storyline is he gives his life. We think. I mean, we you know nobody's ever for sure. The post credit scene did it have anything to do with Barbosa? Had to do with Orlando Bloom. Oh, okay. So the post credit scene is basically him and um, Kira Knightley, Knightley, who came back for you know a good twenty seconds of screen time. <laughs> what a waste for a big run and hug. Yeah. Uh, so which you know again, it's a good thing that you a, know they have a son that's twenty five years old and they look the exact same. I can understand maybe Orlando Bloom because he's maybe been cursed. He's right. cursed, but she looks the exact same. <laughs> and where has? Jack Sparrow has an age. Nobody's aged except the kids growing up to be like 25, 30-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Right. So true. Um, anyways, the end is them laying in bed, uh, him waking up from a, a dream. So it's, it starts with the dream, which is uh, a claw. Uh, you see a claw and like a dripping shadow walk into their room. Um, and then he wakes up and that person's gone and then it pans down and there's barnacles that have been left you know by the bed so i think we're supposed to believe that that is that person's for real i'm guessing that's what davy jones or who had the claw who my pirates lore is (laughs) no like the lobster claw oh a lobster claw. yeah yeah anyway so you know the insinuation being that's the next adventure orlando bloom and mr claw it's the claw Claw's Doctor Doctor Claw. Claw's from gonna Inspector get you. Gadget. Claw's gonna get you. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, just saying, put all that central, and you know, I think you have a much tighter film. Yeah, and it, it feels a little better in that way. Can I? I have to get something off my chest about this movie. That's why we do this. The the safe scene at the beginning of this, yeah. where there's twelve horses equal to twelve horsepower, <laughs> is dragging a building. <laughs> Through the streets like it's nothing. I thought you were going to talk about how it's the Fast Five, you know, rip off dragging. And the, I'm getting the, there. It's literally the Fast Five safe heist. Except it's the whole building. Except it's the entire building. Right, yeah, yeah. So, And the stuff they did with the building was clever. Like, that was interesting stuff. Like, the way it finished up at the bridge, like, all that stuff. I found it, you know, visually inventive. And I found all the stuff with everybody calling her a witch annoying yeah it, it just it didn't service any part of the story for me like well oh, because, especially because they're playing her as a woman of science yeah but her whole journey is to abandon science for you know curses and ghosts and yeah which uh i don't did you think the chemistry between her and henry worked at all eh, i didn't think it was bad yeah. but i think it was great maybe it's just that character i think his name's thwaites uh the actor but mm-hmm. Every film I've seen him in has been bad. He was in Gods of Egypt as well. Ugh. So, yeah, he's he's not got a good track record of films thus far. Yeah. But, uh, man, I was hoping this could be a Pirates movie that, you know, got me excited once again. I was really hoping. I It was, again, in the main review, I, I mentioned it. I think it's the best since the first, and it was enough that I'm like, you know what, maybe there's just something here and you just take it for what it is, but... But I mean, again, there's so much story problem with this movie that it's just boring. It just feels so, you know, boring throughout until you get to those big scenes, like the dragging the the build the bank through the streets. I thought was interesting. The guillotine, the, the guillotine scene that was, was fun. really clever. The idea that 
he was already locked into the guillotine when you know they broke him out, and so he's swinging around, and the guillotine blade is coming close <laughs> to his neck, and then gravity's pulling it back, and it's like it's just such a, it's just really clever stuff. Um, I, I really enjoyed that whole escape scene. Uh, I thought the splitting water stuff was really cool and visually interesting. Uh, the ship coming, like dragging okay. the anchor along the edge of the split water, I thought was really sweet. I hated that. I realized really just the physics don't don't work for you. No, I just the ridiculousness of that and the uh, and the in the heist. You know, it's the scenes like that that really take me out of the movie. But they're just, cool, right? Like, I mean, I don't think so. I so think- why are some of the, well, so again, this comes back to why can you look at something like that's ridiculous like that in Fast Five and go, oh, but it's cool to you know to drop those rules and just have fun with it, but you but you can't hear. Maybe it's for the simple fact that parts of uh, these movies do rely on physics, and then others don't. Where I think. In the fast films, they've just said no to physics altogether. <laughs> Say no to physics. Say kids. no to physics. But uh, I, I, I'm not talking about the mythological stuff in these movies. Sure, by the way. sure, yeah. sure, sure. Like uh, the figure, it was the figurehead, right, that came to life off of the ship that started attacking uh, uh, Johnny Depp. It was the big statue right at the front of the ship, the mm-hmm. figurehead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was so dark I couldn't tell what it was. Oh, okay. So it was the figurehead, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just saw this giant monster, and I thought I remember seeing it like kind of crack come off, off the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was cool. Um, the sharks, the half dead sharks, right? They were fun. Yeah. I mean, and, it made uh, no sense. Like exactly. the way the when they decided to go after, you know, what it was like. It was all convenient. It was like, oh, now they'll pull the boat because that needs to happen in the plot. And, yeah, because they got to get away somehow. Yeah. Um, but it was cool, and yeah. I really found the other effect I found really effective was the island that turned into a starry sky when they started walking on that island and it almost looked like they were walking in space yeah i thought that was really cool yeah it was really good visually these movies have always been good to impressive Mm -hmm. so i've never looked at a pirates movie and like oh that's that looks so fake i'm not talking about wire work because i i accept wire work for what it is sure i'm talking about really bad cgi i've never said that about a pirates movie i think that they all do a very decent well and that's because they have a disney budget mm-hmm. and disney puts a lot of money in the pirate movies yeah so um yeah yeah i don't know what else to say uh, <laughs> why is uh, poseidon's trident so easy to break it's poseidon's trident yeah and you can just and you can plot, flick man. it. You can flick it with a sword, and it cracks in half. Yeah, exactly. That would seem very inconvenient for the god of sea. Also, he gets Poseidon's trident. Um, and Salazar ends up getting it, yeah. and this it, controls the entirety a, of the universe of ocean. It's this giant super soaker, and he decides to use it just to you know fling Johnny Depp around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh! Here's one of the biggest plot holes I have for this entire movie. Sure. So you're telling me this entire time he's had the ability to transfer his consciousness into other oh, humans? Oh, so deus ex machina. Like, it was it was just like, oh, the plot needs this now. Yeah, but he's had that ability this entire time. He's been killing sailors. Why couldn't him and his entire crew right. jump into the bodies of the ships that they've been eating? And go on land. And go on land. And I know! Ah! Ah! Yeah, that was the worst. That was the absolute worst. It, 
I'm I'm done. I can't. And, and also because I don't feel like it needed to be that way. No, you could have figured out a different way around that, more creative, more clever. Yeah. Then, well, I guess he has to be on land. So let's give him the ability to, you know, uh, inhabit people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so bad. Totally agree. Um, anything else? No, I'm good. Unless I you like can... I like the way he interacts with his small crew. I think they're, you know, they have some fun moments. There's Are you fun- talking about Sparrow? Sparrow. There's okay. fun moments within that crew where the one captain's like, hey, why don't you be the captain when he knows they're going to get that captured? That part is the only part of the entire movie I laughed out loud. <laughs> because he's, it goes straight from, this is the greatest day of my life, to him getting the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. I felt so bad, but I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, I thought that was played really well. There's, some, it's Like I said, there is some humor here that works. Uh, Johnny Depp still has some stuff that works. Some of his lines in his line readings are great. It was funny to think of you know, the reports of him having an ear, in-ear monitor for his lines for the Pirates movies. Have, did you see that report? Yeah. It was, fun of, it was fun for me a little bit to think that somebody was telling him his lines in yeah. his ear before he was acting them. I don't think you could tell if you didn't know that, though. Like, you know, yeah. it is what it is, but... Exactly. So... How yeah. lazy do you have to be to pay somebody a bunch of money to, re- why to not, read your... Why not, though? If you can do it, why not? It's. I could think of so many better uses for that money. Well, sure. Memorize your lines, I guess I didn't dude. know. Did he pay somebody a bunch of money to do it? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that part. No, it wasn't the studio. He paid them a lot of money because he didn't feel like memorizing his lines. Listen, I if you if you can do it well... And, you know, and it doesn't show on screen. So do you think that he can never impress us again as Jack Sparrow? I think he can continue to impress us the same amount he is impressing us now. And I think if it's wearing thin on you, it's going to continue to annoy you more. And I think if you accept it as enjoyable, then you can continue to enjoy it. I think it, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to change and get better if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I'm asking, do you think there will ever be a redemptive like this is this Jack Sparrow, the the magic that I saw in the first movie. You don't think we'll ever see that again? See, I don't think what he's doing now is much different than the magic of the first movie. I just think we're tired of it. You think think, that's what it is? It's just not fresh anymore. So you don't think that there needs to be a character development that changes him that would make Uh, him fascinating once again? No. You you like him the way he is, even though it's it's the same. Yeah, I do. Again, like I said, I like him as a court jester. I just like him being there during the story, falling down, Getting in some of these, you know, Rube Goldbergian action devices, and you know, in in tossing out one-liners that I think are funny. Like I thought it was funny when he was watching them embrace at the end, and he was like, "How this? That's so disgusting!" Or whatever he said. Yeah, I was. I thought that was hilarious. I like that's funny stuff to me. So, um, I think that character is funny. I just think most people are tired of it. Here's another thing I hate about the pirates universe: nobody stays dead, so there's no real ramifications. I don't think Barbosa is dead. Well, but now that all the curses have been broken, if there's no curses, how do people, you know... Start new curses. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I guess that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they going to be housed? I don't know. If you can't house the curses in the Trident... Uh, that's true. They'll, maybe they'll put them in Neptune's separate. <laughs> the Roman god of the sea. We just wrote Pirate 6! Yeah. Well done, Andrew. That's why I'm here. Well done. I think that's about it. I don't think there's anywhere else to go. Yeah. I had fun. Talking with you about the movies. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I think I had a little bit more fun than you. Again, I knew I would be defending it a little bit, even though I don't think it's you know a great movie by any stretch. Uh, just because I do think there's 
there's something there that's a little bit of, you know, just let it exist for what it is. And, you know, if people continue to love it, people continue to love it. My theater loved it. They had a great, it seemed like at least they had a great time. So, you know, uh, yeah. we'll see. We each liked the other movie more than the other person. That's interesting. I, I felt I felt almost identical about them. I maybe one one half grade different, but yeah, I liked Pirates better than Baywatch, okay. which I would have never have guessed going into this weekend. Yeah. I was the opposite. I liked uh, by uh, about the same amount. No, I think I have Pirates as my third or fourth worst. So you movie like Baywatch year. quite a bit more than Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I have um, uh, Baywatch right below Power Rangers. So. Okay. Somewhere around there. Makes to give sense. you an idea of where I... Because you know I liked Power Rangers. Makes sense. Well, thanks for listening to the spoilers, guys. Uh, Sif Spoil uh, happens every week. We'll be back to Sif Spoil uh, Wonder Woman next week, hopefully. So um, you can stay tuned for that. And uh, as always, thank you. You can check out all of our stuff at yourmoviefriend.com and Flick Freaks on YouTube and all the, all the Twitters and all the socials and stuffs. Okay, bye. You do real MVPs? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.